I am Sam J. Jones, Flash Gordon. Okay. Oh, hey. excuse me. That's okay. It's been a long day. <laughs> the dome always does that to me. Okay. So it's much. good to be seen. It really is. And you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin in mass invasion. Tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It is sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Well, if you're in Malaysia, good afternoon. It's TalkCast 216. <laughs> Tonight's International Hungan Inker Night. Deep in Area 51 on the Sublevel 9 True South Glideway, next to the movie reboot booth where any movie company can put in a quarter and come up with something that's been done before to do again and again. And again, Peabody and Sherman, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex, our violence on board Vixen, Viscount of Technicalness, sometimes level-headed, oft-times outspoken, occasionally awesome, potentially acerbic, the woman who during every single pre-show technical test says two things. One, Dome, say Dome. And two, damn you, Microsoft, it's Kriana. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Wait a minute. <laughs> this isn't a rabbit. It's books and booze. That's number one. <laughs> From the stacks of her personal silence zone in the dank engine reading room, when she remembers to unmute herself, she can be quite interesting of her boast. The woman who made knitting a genre event simply by employing robots for all the menial labor, personal assistant to Jeffrey Peterson because she wants to be, it's the Zombrarian. I don't have anything funny to say tonight, guys. Then you should say books and booze. Books and booze! I think that counts as two and three. (laughs) Is it a drinking game tonight? It it is. I I asked Jason to count how many times I could say it in one episode. (laughs) (laughs) From the Four Color Vaults of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, our lovely Ginger Ingenue, a woman best remembered for her amazing 14-minute death scene in the all-zombie version of... Of the brothers Karamazov done entirely in Klingon couplets, our very own reanimated body double, it's the dead redhead. Our very am? Yeah, your very am. (laughs) And you sometimes were, except when you're not. Gee, Mr. Peabody. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) You started it. Sherman set the Wayback Machine for tomorrow. No. Our guest tonight on TalkCast 206, we've done 216 of these, oh my god. Googly mooglies. Well, we're doing the 216th, so really we've only done 215. According to Kriana, our guest tonight is legendary artist Griffin S. Griffin, talk about your legend. Uh, I have a sketchbook and booze. <laughs> no, no, it's not that kind of booze, guys. We've been over this before. Yes. It's um, a I, blueberry booze. 
it's it's a boo like like a ghosty that's what i mean so, booberry booze that's right wait i thought you said it was a drinking game i've misunderstood this entirely. It, 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 <laughs> I, I should go oh dear <laughs> no 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 stay, stay with us for a while griff it'll be fine or it okay. won't be and it'll or be, it won't be an hour or at least it'll be funny <laughs> if anything well, it'll be funny if nothing else so Griffin is here to talk about stuff and he's got some stuff to talk about, including the cons he's going to be at next year and, and where you can meet him and greet him and, and some of the new stuff that he's working on. I hear he's also talking about things tonight. Some things and some stuff, <laughs> stuff and things. Wow. So we've got two different, two different things that we can talk about. I mean, mostly I'm here to, to, to counter some of the things that George has been saying about me on this podcast. But he, he has said many nice things about me, and he has been wrong about a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to know you're here to set the record straight about what a jerk you are. Yeah. Just, I get way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start the show how we always start the show when we have a show to start uh, at the starting point, which is uh, what's happened this week in the world of science fiction. Anybody? I heard. I heard that. Cool. I heard that someone someone thought our show was funny. So that's clearly science fiction. You've got to say that again because everybody talked over you. Go ahead. I said I. I heard that that you met someone who thought our show was funny. So that's clearly science fiction. Yeah, there's this there's this guy who writes this uh, science fiction comedy book and and he thought we were funny and i'm thinking to myself oh god now we're in trouble (laughs) now you're all trying to be funny and it's awkward it's it's totally not going to work no so anyhow i want to start off uh the show tonight to talk about something that so uh if x was here at this point i would say put your hand over her mouth because she's going to scream when i say that there actually is going to be a new wonder woman it is Gal Gadot who was in uh, Fast and Furious 6. And she has a three. Really great boobs. Well, yeah, there's that. Okay, just checking. Oh, and, okay. And a three movie deal. Which includes, oh, my God. Which includes the Batman Superman movie, another movie to be announced, and a standalone Wonder Woman movie. So it's actually happening. She signed the contracts this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can all mourn the death She's of... a little on the skinny side to play Wonder Woman. Great, great reaction, guys. All I heard was groan. Yeah, and you were expecting... I don't know. Balloons? <laughs> no, those are on her. I mean, Get out the creepy jar. Yeah, this seriously, dumb. Where, like, you have the doctors from Doctor Who, and every time Thank one dies you. and they replace them with a new one, everyone gets all skeptical, but then they fall in love. I'm hoping that we're all going to be surprised, but I'm not banking on it. Yeah, but well, wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about Peter Capaldi or Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. I was comparing the concept of finding a new person to play someone who we already found, someone who we like in the past. Because the eyes, they slay me. <laughs> Come on. About <laughs> I dare you to resist those eyes. It's not so much about who the actress, other than I was hoping. I bet he has great boobs, too. Wait, hold on. It was more about the writing and the storylines they put together for her. 
That's what has made me throw up. <laughs> oh, I haven't even seen that yet. I'm not happy now. Well, I mean, I'm really, I'm is, really banking you know. on Peter Capaldi's boobs. Good <laughs> <laughs> God. The reality is, you know, to sign her for a three-movie deal that's going to include a standalone Wonder Woman and Batman versus Superman, which I still can't figure out is going to be a decent movie because the first Superman movie that this guy did, I just absolutely gagged on. It was horrible. Name for me one Superman, one superhero movie that hasn't been horrible that wasn't done by Joss Whedon. Oh, there are a couple. Oh, the first and second Spider-Man. I disagree. Uh, And you can, but the first and second Spider-Man and... I'll give you the first Spider-Man. And uh, the Avengers move, well, that's just... Just Whedon. Just Whedon doesn't count. I'm actually going to call it for the first uh, X-Men movie. And I mean, other than Thor, because Thor doesn't count either. That was an awesome movie. How about the first RoboCop movie? Oh, Jesus. Is that that a superhero movie? Yeah, that counts. That was counts. Rec- recent movie. Okay. Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. Hellboy. Hellboy was awesome. But that does he is he a superhero? Hellboy, absolutely. I think he's kind of like an anti-hero. I mean, okay, now we're getting it. Now we're just or an uncle hero. Now we're splitting hairs. <laughs> an, an anti-hero because he likes cats. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, do I need to bring X here? Hold on a second. I I love Hellboy. Yeah. And those movies were excellent. What's not to love about? But they weren't recent. But but also, if you say it's okay for Hellboy Kriana, that means it's okay for Abe Sapien. And I know you can't turn down Abe Sapien for anything. can't turn down Abe Sapien! See? See? <laughs> that is a noise that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? So, I mean, you know, if if this young lady actress is going to come in and do this role... And the first thing out of the gate is is going to be this Batman versus Superman thing. I don't know. I just don't know. That's okay, because we know for you. Okay. It's not going to be good. Yeah, well. It is, in uh, fact, going to be scary and sad. And I'm probably not going to watch it, and I'm probably not going to spend any money on it, because it's just not going to be worth it. Or certainly not going to buy any boob dice. (laughs) I will throw popcorn at the screen. Well, they still get your money. But it couldn't be any worse and than And then they get the money for the popcorn and you haven't eaten it. And that's just tragedy. Yeah, but I sneak my own popcorn in. So. Oh, you're a rebel! I'm one of those people, yes. Oh, dead redhead. Popcorn in. Like, okay. your own candy, your own soda, your own drinks, go for it. But part of the joy of movie going is that absolutely disgusting, wonderful, amazing popcorn. Unless I go to Wilton, I go to the Wilton Town Hall Theater, Dennis makes the best popcorn in the world. Oh God, yes, that is. For for those of you in in the New England area, there's this tiny little tiny, tiny oh. tiny little cinema in a tiny little town in New Hampshire called Wilton on the second floor of what used to be their town hall, and it's. I've seen some of the worst movies possible there, and I've also uh, seen the last, some of the best. The last movie that I saw there was Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. Yes, and oh my god, ah! it's it's a t- terrific movie theater. And I almost got into a really bad car accident in Wilton once. Yes, you did. I'm sure that's possible. <laughs> my brakes gave out. Yeah, 
Was that on your way to? That was on your way back to college. After someone told me that just putting more fluid in them would totally fix it. Mm-hmm. The whole story, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can we talk about Peter Capaldi's eyes now? No. <laughs> but I wanna. I want to talk about Jane Fonda's eyes. But books and booze. Books and Are we to Barbarella again? <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, they're not releasing it. Actually, Amazon Studios is going to produce a series based on it, but not based on the movie, thank the good Lord, but actually based on the, the uh, comics. So if it's based on the graphic novel by Jean-Claude Forest, uh, it should be terrific. Speaking of comics... Speaking of comics, can you say books and booze? Books and booze. <laughs> I, I lost count. I don't, Cam, how many is that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of comics, the, the license for Doctor Who comics has officially gone back to England. I'm wondering if that's a good idea or oh, not. Oh, did Fox still own it? Yeah. Um, n- n- well, somebody owned it. Uh, who owned it? Um... Didn't Dark Horse own it? For no, a while? no, 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 no. Dark Horse owns Star Wars. IDW, IDW owned it, and <laughs> and it's going over to Titan Comics, and, and they will they will be the first <clears throat> first ones to do the eyes. And this article has a picture, and it's just eyes. It's amazing. <laughs> as long as Moffat's not writing the comic, I'll be fine. <laughs> Someone's bitter. <laughs> Well, the I detect thing... a hint of bitterness. Maybe. <laughs> so this, this is from an artist now, so, I mean, you're allowed to talk about the writing, but I'd much rather you talk about the art. Well, there is no art yet. I know. But <laughs> there is an interesting piece of fan art that surfaced this last week. Yes, yes, yes. Peter Capaldi was all, like, fan arting it up. I love it when people who act on shows, like, are big-ass fans of their own shows, like, prior, obviously. No, no, even even not prior. Like, yeah. like when they like what they're doing, you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yes. But, I mean, for Capaldi to have done fan art six years ago. And it's adorable fan art. Really is cute. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a link to it. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, yeah. So, so at this point, we're waiting to see what happens. Uh, there haven't been a whole lot of rumors about what the next season's going to look like, except it won't be as wacky. That was the one comment that's been made. Well, if wacky, if less wacky means less gaping plot holes and less like completely throwaway seasons, then I'll be fine with that. I and don't if know it if means throwaway seasons, but throwaway episodes. Uh, no, there was a whole throwaway season in there. Um, yeah, retconning. N- n- <laughs> n- well, like yeah, I mean the whole river song thing. It, it was just um, whichever season it was. I think it was season six, maybe. That um, the whole thing was about the silence, and none of it really made any sense. And then they were like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> yeah, no, and, and that whole season just left a bad taste in my mouth. Just they they tried to, <clears throat> they tried to do long form storytelling, and they failed miserably. Now the seventh season, at least 
Well, no, most of the seventh season. Except for that one episode in the middle. Maybe two. Um, especially when Clara started showing up. Have been really awesome. Except for that one that was written by that art- author who shall not be named. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. But I'll bet you there are plenty of his books at... Books, books and Booze! <laughs> I'm sure they do have them. They would be remiss if they didn't. Anyway. To be fair, if it's the episode I think it was, um, that person's not writing with them anymore because it was supposed to be two episodes and it got chopped down against his desire. Well, let's, That makes a lot of sense. Let's just say that the whole concept of a broken down amusement park was completely wasted. Completely wasted. Yep. But maybe wouldn't have been. Yeah, it probably still would have been. That's right. Mm, no, I yeah. don't have any faith about it. Well, you two. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Right. What I was going to say, say went beyond creepy jar. <laughs> How that? Imagine it now. Um, I kind of like I'm it. I'm kind of sad that they're moving away from Goofy. Well, I don't think they're gonna move entire i mean less goofy is not not goofy ever at all that's true but what makes me nervous is i will admit that while i love david Tennant and i loved his seasons when he started to get all maudlin and serious all the time instead of flashes of always take a banana to a party and i, I think the banana eating. was nine no, the banana was 10 because he made strawberry daiquiris at Madame de Pompadour's party. <laughs> Please. Anyway, when that stopped ha- happening and he was just serious all the time, I was not as happy with it. Well, there's got to be a balance. There does. Yeah. And, and they lost the balance again because this past bit was too goofy. See, and I don't mind when the balance swings more towards Goofy because it's swinging towards the original Doctor Who. Well, too Goofy to the point where it doesn't make a lot of sense is also not good. But Goofy, but like dinosaurs on a spaceship. That wasn't too Goofy. That's a ridiculous episode and it's so much fun. But but the the Goofy to the point where um, we've written ourselves into the corner. So now now we're going to use this random technology that we invented just for this particular bit of writing into a corner where um, <clears throat> it's going to be a shrunken down doctor inside a robot of himself. Come on. And that, or we're going to just write in a big red button and just call it the... You're basically just going to make an easy escape button. Let's just exactly, <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, that's where it gets, you know, totally piss-offery. Because if you can't, if you can't respect the audience enough to not pull crap like that, then you're just you're just uh, you're playing Twister. I That's think there's a difference though between Goofy and bad writing. Yes, and and yes, they were is. covering bad writing with Goofy. Right. They were like, well, our writing sucks, so we're just gonna be Goofy and see how let's, that goes. Let's put on a fez and then a cowboy hat. Hey, just, hey, hey! I'm just <laughs> nervous because I. He looks good well, in a hat. David Tennant is my doctor, and he's my favorite doctor. Matt Smith's tenure as kind of the raggedy man, silly doctor, I really loved for the show. 
um, not necessarily the storylines as we've gone you know over. What? He deserved over. better. He deserved better writing, but I liked that personality to the doctor, that kind of silly, happy go lucky, I'm going to ignore responsibility kind of a doctor. If you look at the doctors prior to 95, prior to when they rebooted the, uh, the whole Nin- series. 95 to 2005. 2005, I'm sorry. 95. The doctors were fun and funny. But a lot of the humor in it wasn't forced. It was unintentional. It was juxtaposition. It was fish out of water. It was uh, intellect over over humanity. It, but it wasn't forced constantly. And Matt Smith just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And the writing got. No, I think that the writing pushed, and I think that Matt yeah, he's Smith a fantastic pushed. actor, and he doesn't have to push. When, when I say Matt Smith. I'm, I'm saying Matt Smith's doctor. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying the it's the actor's fault. It all comes down to Moffat's writing. And, and I don't know, because Moffat did write, I am the oncoming storm, and you're just basically a rabbit, aren't you? I know. That was so good. Yeah. The, the, the reality is he can write good when he wants to. Mm-hmm. He, can, he can steward the show correctly. And make it more than just a cartoon of itself anytime he wants to. And the problem that, I, that I'm feeling is these last two seasons, he really hasn't wanted to. Yeah. I've actually noticed something really weird with the writing. Like, the, one of the things that always drew me to the show back when I, I, I fell for it when it relaunched with uh, Eccleston. And there was a huge focus at the time on... You know, trying to work things that basically time travel would get them stuck in a situation that they wouldn't be able to use time travel to leave. And they would try to help people in the process and inspire greatness within them. And lately, it's just been a lot of, oh, time travel happened and there's a problem because of it. Well, what's the solution? Oh, well, we'll use this time travel piece and we're just going to make up new stuff. And it's gotten weird and lazy, but it's also gotten doctor centric instead of people around the doctor centric. Right. Exactly. And it's basically written very much like Sherlock, where you have, like, Sherlock has the same thing, where you have Sherlock at the center of everything. And it's infallible. And now you have the doctor at the center of everything and is infallible. And you can really interchange the two characters between the two shows and not much would change drastically. And oh my god, Captain Jack and Sherlock is what I just <laughs> took out of I will start yes, working on that. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That will be a service to humanity. I will start making notes. And if we can get Spike in there at the same time. (laughs) Nice. You will mop me off the floor. As we do with many of Griffin's pieces. That's a pretty good good segue. It's an excellent segue. Let's segue there. Oh, is it 8.30? It is that time. So before we, we get to talk about some of Griffin's art, uh, Dead Redhead, we had a poll once again this week, and it was one of the more scattered ones we've had in a while. It was very scattered. I, we had a winner and three runners-up for second place. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> so how did, how did mine end up? Um, I can't remember what you voted. Mm-hmm. So I think yours came in one of the second places. Good Lord. No, no, you had Waterworld, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. Yeah, no, no. What, what was the question? Waterworld. <laughs> so the question this week was... The question was, what is the greatest underwater sci-fi movie? Waterworld isn't underwater. Well, that's it. Waterworld's on like, boats and like, These aren't and actually 
water. But um, coming in at, okay, the, so the three-way tie that we have is between Deep Star 6. Yeah, not a bad one. The Abyss. Not a bad one. And uh, the Beatles Yellow Submarine. Which is not an underwater series. Because um. 95% of it <laughs> takes place. At least place. the submarine was underwater. <laughs> yeah, at least it doesn't all take place above. Above the water, which is kind of the opposite of underwater. Waterworld. <laughs> now that we've gotten that out of the way, Griffin. There was wait, 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 wait. there was about the same amount of underwater in Waterworld as there was in Yellow Submarine. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm just gonna so point that again, out. Once again, our our listeners though showed their taste because coming in at number one was Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Oh. So okay. it might be an oldie and a goodie, but, you know, that's a pretty hip movie. So, Griffin, I, I'm assuming this is your website because I recognize your art, but that is <laughs> clearly not you. Who is that? I don't know what website you're on. Shadedareas.com. That looks that nothing like you. I I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, look, look, look. If you, if you, click, on, if you click on About... I know what and the then flip is. back and forth. You look oh. like a completely different person. Huh. Did you get your hair cut, Griffin? Yeah, Maybe. those two pictures were taken at very different times. <laughs> like, I have no glasses on in one. I have glasses on in the other. I have, um, yeah, it's totally... Yeah, I should have thought of that. No, that, that <laughs> picture on the front page is totally not you. That, right? Uh, right? I was like, well, it looks like his art. I recognize these pieces, but that's not Griffin. Why, why is Joseph Gordon-Levitt holding it up? <laughs> I totally opened up to Tumblr and was just like, here's some six photos that I just got from this promo shoot. Which one should I use? And that's what they chose, so that's what I did. Oh, good Lord. Hmm. <laughs> Oops. I'm reminded once again of my favorite line from Mystery Men. Which is Clark Kent wears glasses. Superman doesn't wear glasses. If Clark Kent was Superman, how would he see? And that's my contribution to the conversation. Thank you, Marion. That was good. I love that movie. Do you, do, you, do you have a deviant art? I do, and um, I just changed the name of it because it was something weird. But now it should be Shaded Areas Art, all one word. Does it have all of your stuff on it? No, it has different stuff on it. Um, it has a lot of my stuff, but not all of it. I kind of do spatterings in different directions just based on the crowd. See, see I, I want this place because I want I want to show our listeners the prints that I've gotten, but I don't I don't see I don't see it anywhere. I don't either. see them. <laughs> well, maybe DeviantArt has some of them. Yeah, David Art has the Doctor and Hobbs, so there's one of okay. them. And I think that's the only one I have up here, maybe. Also, on, if you go to Shaded Areas, there's a store button, and that's where more of my prints are. With the portfolio stuff, it's just kind of like a focal point of really of work that gets a lot of attention. Aha! Store! <laughs> store! Oh, there's my Supernatural! It's mine. It's no one else's. <laughs> it's mine. I've decided. I oh, guess good. it's mine. No one else gets it. I'm working on a couple of new ones right now, and um, one of them is—I'm I'm not sure how this is going to go over, but I'm hopeful 
So I'm assuming everyone here has seen, like, the Japanese hentai art with the schoolgirl and the tentacles and whatever and all that uh. stuff going on. <laughs> it's creepy. Yes. Yeah. Now, now take the, the general composition of one of those, but put Spider-Man getting all his outfit ripped off by Doc Ock's arms. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Wow. Nope. My I'm brain. sure you will draw it admirably. Yeah, but I'm going to register my note. (laughs) (laughs) I've had it for a while. I have that one and a Hannibal one where I I want uh, Jack, uh, not Jack, um, Will Graham and Hannibal uh, having a pokey battle with dogs and uh, deer style Pokemon. (laughs) If you guys don't watch Hannibal, that made no sense. Hannibal from the A team? No, I'm sorry. Hannibal, the NBC show about uh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh. I'm, I'm staring at you through the computer screen. How did you hear Will Graham and get to A-Team? Carefully. Took a left at... Oh, never mind. <laughs> sorry, I got distracted by the arts. <laughs> It's a lot of dead air time. I don't know if I should just be babbling about. Yeah, that. no, I was, I was thinking you don't have a Mycroft, and I feel like you would do a kick-ass Mycroft. I did the line art for a Mycroft, and I was trying to do pre-orders, but nobody bought any, so I never colored it in. But <laughs> I have one that started. I also have a Deadpool that I started with at the same time. Very well, cool. I didn't um, know about the pre-orders. Well, I, I, I'm still kind of used to how to interact with online audiences. Like, at a convention, I'm pretty good because I can make eye contact and smile and lure people in with discussions and conversations. And then they look through stuff and they just, like, make these faces. And then we laugh together and we cry together and it's wonderful. <laughs> You're so personable. <laughs> but then, you know, once we get online, I'm basically just, like, throwing out rocks into the pond and waiting to see what the ripples do. And I have no idea what's working and what isn't. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah. Can I I just say one thing about your your geeky pinup calendar? (laughs) What do you got? Uh, okay. This get the creepy jar going. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Where where are you seeing this? Where is it? In my office, where it's hanging up. Wait, 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 wait. I missed this. I did a Kickstarter, not a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo campaign uh, two years ago trying to get this launched, and it came out a year late because I screwed up everything possible with getting the prints ready in time and the print companies and everything went wrong. But I finally got them all out recently. So you did finally get it all out. I totally missed this. I totally missed this. Why? And I finally got my copy of it, and I just looked at it and I went, Son of a bitch, this is everything I thought it was going to be. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I love how many times a day people like compliment my work by insulting me in a way. That asshole, I can't believe he nailed it. <laughs> no, 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 it's not you that at jerk. all. You I mean, jerk, how dare you nail it? How dare you be good at this, you know? I mean, how long have we known you, Griffin? Four years now? <laughs> Been a while, yeah. Four, you maybe jerk. Five. And maybe five. A long oh. time. You, you know it's our five year anniversary this year, everyone. Oh, neat. I think we met at the Boston Comic Con 2008. I think that's when we had table next to each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, down in the uh, the the basement of that hotel. Yeah. No, it, yeah, and it was Griffin second... hung out with me when you guys left and didn't tell me where you were going. <laughs> 
And then two hours later, you were like, we were judging the costume contest. And I was like, I have to pee. <laughs> cool story. Cool story, bro. I will never remember that during that two-hour block, I was sitting there just working on sketches, and <laughs> she looks over and goes, you know, this is weird, because I, I, whenever I try to draw something, it never works. Like, I see people just moving their hand back and forth, and you guys come up with pictures, and I come up with squiggles. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. <laughs> it's okay, Zombarian. I do the same thing. I can draw mean stick figure as long as I don't have to reproduce it. <laughs> it's true. I'm pretty good with coloring inside the lines. I, or, I do want to put out a coloring book. But that's the one. Coloring book? I love coloring books. I'm learning about shading. You know what I wish people would put out? Inking books. So I could practice. Sending you be a shady lady. So I could practice inking. <laughs> I, I really want to practice inking. Is that wrong? Sorry, the, no, the shady lady thing caught me off guard. The practicing inking thing's a good idea. They actually, there was a couple of ink book tutorials that I remember from like 10 years ago. I don't know if they still exist, but they had like a bunch of blue lined pages in the back so you could practice that way. Ooh. But um, I don't remember if they still have those. I can check it out and get back to you. Cool. Yeah, I'm not good at drawing on my own. And not to say that inkers just trace things, because I know that they do not. Bob, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's going to hurt me. <laughs> anyway, everyone knows I love inkers and pens and all sorts of things to write with. All manner of things like that. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, wow, it's, everyone it's, is really awake today. No, it's not. <laughs> We're all just clicking through his website. Going, I know. We're like dumbfounded. We're like dumbfounded. Actually, I just, I found this picture of Boffer that you did. And I, <laughs> I want it. Tell me you're going to have prints of that. I should have prints of that. I don't think I wouldn't. It's recent though, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty damn recent. Okay. I, I don't remember seeing it at the last. There's a lot of things that people have had me doing for sketches recently that I'm trying to turn into prints, too. Like, like um, what? So, there, uh, do you guys watch anime as much? Because there's Attack on Titan, which has been pretty popular. I have not seen that, but okay. go on. Um, it's a whole bunch of, you know, giant uh, humanoid things attacking a city, and they eat people, and it's the city trying to hold on, and it's very depressing and bleak and horrible for everyone. And every time you get, great. like... Oh, this okay. glimpse of hope where, like, it looks like the heroes and the main characters about to turn it around. Everything just falls apart around them again. It's it's so depressing. But there's – everyone has this weird – everyone on Tumblr has this weird fetish with the uh, Captain Levy character who's, like, the the kind of mellow, melancholy sort of um, stoic one. So I've gotten a request to do him in just his underwear and one of him in a French maid outfit. So oh. now what I want to do is uh-huh. – Oh, oh wait, I think I see it. <laughs> probably i want to take that and incorporate the sketch into the um the the bigger illustration where i have the captain walking into a room and glaring at the viewer and the viewer has a hand in view which is the hand of one of the characters because he bites his own hand to trigger some magical ability so it's going to be a hand with bite marks holding the pencil as if you just got caught drawing this and it should be hopefully go over well <laughs> I love that idea. So can I just say, I, I popped onto your commissions page, and mm-hmm. I saw your dreadlocked Chewie, and immediately thought it was a Chewie Cthulhu. <laughs> um, so now that needs to happen. It kind of does. I'm a huge Lovecraft fan, so I think that does need to happen. Woo. 
Yeah. There is that. <laughs> definitely that, yeah. It's, it's just it's like good. you make so many fan dreams come true. I think that's like your calling in life. I wish I had a better way to like promote that because I can't really label it. But the thing is, is that there there are a lot of artists who like have their little niches and stuff. But the only thing I'm really good at is someone comes up with an idea and I can translate it no matter what it is pretty well. But that's because I have a psychology background, so I get the words right and I can work with them. And, and you're also not afraid to to draw naked men. No, I actually I've gotten there was a couple points in. in the history of this where like other male illustrators would like look at me funny or scoff or give me like black for it <laughs> and finally i had to explain i'm like do you have any idea who hangs out at my booth because who's hanging out at your booth to buy your half naked women because the people who are showing up to buy my half naked men are much better company let me tell you <laughs> right right there is a huge market a huge untapped market vastly untapped and and you've got a you've got it cornered at the moment I'm trying the tugboat to... happened again. Uh-oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to That's twice in make a night. Sure that I tell everyone that, or that I try, I try to make sure that I'm not, you know, repeating things that have already been done. So my friend Diana, who I think you guys have met at one point or another, because she tends to help out with George and I sometimes when we have tables, <laughs> um, she was telling me that I need to do a Goblin King David Bowie Jareth pinup. Oh, yes. I I immediately told her, I'm like, I can't, everyone's done that. I'm sure it's that, like, there's a million of them out there. And she's like, where? I haven't seen them. So I went online to look and I'm like, holy crap, nobody's done this. And um, yeah, now it's Because like, there is a <laughs> phobia against drawing sexy men. This is and true. I had no idea. I had no idea. And the, the thing is, like, the few times I've seen pinups of men, it's always been, like, pure comedy where it's been overdramatic or to a point where it's mocking um, female pinups, which I get. Like, there is a whole need for that just to, like, break the stereotypes and get the weirdness put off of it. But, like, nobody does it seriously as far as I can find. And th- there needs to be that because there's people who want it. Um, yes. There definitely are. Lots of people. So right Lots now my focus is trying to do more of those and I'm doing a lot of wedding art, which is strange because they don't seem like they go together until you get to the bachelorette party invitations. Then they go together just fine. <laughs> Sombrarian, are you taking notes? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Just saying. Just saying. But but seriously, like you you wouldn't think some of these things would be unique, but they are so unique. I didn't think the uh, the Spider-Man Doc Ock tentacle thingy was going to be unique, but, like, I did a search for that, and it was all Mary Jane and Spider-Man's outfit with it happening, or, like, Venom outfits where it was happening. Like, it was all creepy versions of the idea, as opposed to the, like, no, no, we're just going to make it look like a fight. Just put them in the awkward post that people have to connect those two without meaning to. And I, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you have a thing for headwear. I kind of, I, I have a head thing for facial expression, so headwear just kind of falls into it, yeah. Because many of your pinups also prominently feature some sort of hat. It's, or... Sometimes it's character-based. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> always character-based, but I, I'm, I'm thinking, like, did you need the hat it. on the Tom Baker one, or was would the scarf have been plenty? I think the scarf would have been plenty, but the hat just kind of... I, it's the same I'm not saying the, the hat is bad. I'm just no, saying it's... I'm noticing a pattern here. It's the same reason why I have um, Picard in just his boxers and his boots. Like, I put the boots on because it's awkward. (laughs) That is awkward. (laughs) It's delightfully awkward. It's just that one little thing that makes it look like this was rushed and staged quickly, and you're not exactly sure why you walked into it. 
<laughs> but you're glad you did. Hopefully. <laughs> one of my favorites is when there's like a group of guys walk by and they all respond poorly to what's showing on my booth. And I'm like, it's not for you. It's for those people smiling behind you. Move out of their way. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, where's Picard? I've not seen there's Picard anywhere. behind them like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> That's what I'm pretty much like every time. Yeah, you, I think you guys have used that line directly. And then... And then Dome had commissioned me to do that group portrait of everybody at one point. That's right. Because I'm a huge Catan fan, and it was nice trying to, like, re- That was the most frustrating part, though, was getting the look. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I will make this look like oh, an actual game in progress. Oh, my God, Griffin. Uh-oh, what did you, you find now? Do you have Prince of Tenth Doctor with his 3D glasses? That's on my list of things that are a necessity right now. Um, that was necessary yesterday. It's been necessary <laughs> for a while, but most of the time, like right now, I'm in a I'm in a commission, or not a commission break, a convention break. So I have nothing pending for commissions except for like the two that I'm still touching up. But um, this this like is you, so just, this Zombarian, have you seen it? I yes, usually I rely on everyone telling me what they'll pay for, and then once I finish the pencil work, I'm like, look, and if you want it up into a digital thing, I'll charge you the print rate, so that way, um, you know. I want I that. I, I, I literally want that. I don't, one of you guys is the one who created the uh, True Blood one. I don't, actually, I don't think it's any of you that are here. Is Drew with us? No, she's no. not. Okay. No, Drew, Drew's the one who definitely wanted that one. Yeah, she's the one who made that happen. So she paid for the first one, made sure that I did it, and then everyone else inherited the beauty of it as its existence. And oh my gosh. You need to get the rest of your stuff up here. Like, I'm not seeing Picard on DeviantArt or your your website. Like, come on, dude. I'm working on it. I just had to change over all the DeviantArt stuff, and I just updated my website, and I'm still working on it. Shut up and take my money! <laughs> all my interns have sucked, and I... Oh, what was me? Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay so, so basically what so you're guys, saying is that everything yeah. that George said is true. You're fucking awesome and get your ass going and get everything up there so that I can buy all the things. And as far as we're concerned, he's looking for an intern, kids. So if you'd like to intern with a really cool artist. That's fair. If anyone's uh, doing freelance shoot us an email. And you know, you know the uh, Jack Harkness keeps catching my eye, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's a oh, I already own that one." <laughs> Damn that's it! Like that happens a lot, forest, doesn't it? Are those little teddy bears? Yeah. <laughs> what? Where do you see bears, that redhead? Well, maybe I'm calling it the wrong thing. It's probably a science fiction creature that I don't know, but they look like little be- bears in the woods. With you big yellow eyes. Oh, oh, oh! I know what you're talking. I'm sorry. That's that's because that's part of my painting series, and I forget that people know that that is a thing. <laughs> um, oh. I, have whole, I have a series of nine paintings so far that I'm going to have eighteen soon, but um, they're all of places that I dream about. So, it's oh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I hope it's not a nightmare because I like. No, no, it. they're they're very enjoyable dreams. They're just strange. Like there's this one. A uh, big area with these three buildings that I always enter from, and there's this big vaporous, monstrous thing, and he never really seems to be bothering me or notice that I'm there. He's just always around, and I'm, sometimes he's not, but most of the time he's around. I'm just like, I don't know what you do, but <laughs> oh, that's cool. All right, you have awesome oh, yeah, and interesting dreams. Those bears have like these weird ponytails, which I don't know why. Not and very big eyes. Like 
Yes, they, all the creatures have these big, like, shiny eyes. It's spooky. But yeah. it, is kind of, it is kind of spooky to be, but yeah. Okay. But spooky in an awesome way. Spooky in a, like, chewy Cthulhu way. See, the, the, cool, thing, the cool thing about your art that, that's always impressed me is, is that there's always an edge to it. There's always something that's slightly but unmistakably yours in what it is you're doing. I mean, there are enough artists out there who can, well, look, here's my Batman. Doesn't it look like Batman? Uh, and you go, yeah, and it looks like everybody else's mm. Batman. And, and and you see Griffin, and Griffin's like, here's my Batman. He only has his cowl on. Or <laughs> 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 something like that? Yes. And, and, but it's just... Your work is absolutely original, unmistakable, and, and great fun. I, that's, I try to have fun with it all. I make sure that there's at least something to make sure that nobody's taking it too seriously. Or but, way too seriously, one or the other. One that, from, I mean, if they're willing to look past the jokes to just, you know, put it over their bed or what have you, that's totally up to them. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the jokes are always subtle anyway. Like, the Loki in just his underwear where he's playing checkers, and everyone's like, well, shouldn't he be playing chess? I'm like, he wants to be king. Do you work with me on this? <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, the jokes are like that, where they're kind of punny in the background. <laughs> Very, very, very nice. So, uh, we, you you'd mentioned before the explosion hit <laughs> that <laughs> uh, you were in non-con mode right now, because yeah. thankfully we've all been able to take a deep breath. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me that the con season this year was maybe the longest it's ever been. <laughs> well, it felt long because they were all bunched together. Yeah, it really did. Like, yeah, there was a bunch of ones, and then they kind of staggered near the end where it felt like you were done, and then there was, like, another one, and then you felt like you were done, and you're like, oh, but there's still Rhode Island. But once we're done with that, oh, there's Super Mega Fest. Yeah, yeah, it used to be, like, there were a bunch in the spring, and then, like, one over the summer, and then a couple in the fall, and it felt all spread out, and now it feels like, they're all in the fall, everyone's gonna die! And, oh my God, was Super Mega Fest just kind of like the sardine can of con- conventions? Yeah, if they have it there next year, I'm not going. Yeah, that location didn't work for me at all. But I liked the people I met, but I don't. sometimes that's not enough, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, it does. It did seem like there were all really awesome people there. Like, the, the guests were all really cool. And it could have been ugly, honestly, with that many people in that, like, awkward slash small slash packed of a space. But everyone was very courteous. Well, yeah. the, thing, the thing that freaked me out about it was I, I got there at around 9 o'clock in the morning. You and I actually almost went out for coffee at that point because we were both exhausted. And uh, while I waited for the rest of the crew to get there, I went outside because I'd had to park like about half a mile away. Yeah. And, and then we saw you again as we were leaving about two and a half hours later, three hours later. And there was still a line completely around the building at that point, just trying to get in. Wow. And then once you were inside, it was just a constant. It was like playing a game of Snake on the old computer systems where it just keeps, the line just runs through the whole thing and there's no right. end or beginning. Yeah. If it touches basically. itself, it dies. I know that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, there were some really nice people there and some really wonderful people running it, but oh my God, they just need to find a bigger space for it desperately. And did you guys? Did any of you check out the after party on Saturday? No. No. We basically deal. got like 
out of there as fast as we could. <laughs> they made a, they made a really big deal about like advertising and plugging this after party, and some of my friends and I went afterwards just to poke our head in, and it was like an auditorium seating. Like they just brought in a whole bunch of seats and had a stage, and there were people like doing comedy or trying to do music, but they were like yelling at the audience for talking to each other, which what's the point of having a, an event at a con if it's not so that big people can meet each other? Why would you do that? Don't you party to talk to other people? I mean, yeah, it was so strange. That works? Like they had a bar in the back and there's a bunch of people just hanging out and they're like, we can all hear you in the back. It's like, yeah, you're up on stage. Shut up and do your job. And why are you yelling at us for, <laughs> for being humans? okay we're we're gonna be disinvited to this this con for saying this but like it seemed like the people running this con did not have a firm grasp of like what actual people who go to cons like because of the the, just the overall setup yeah i mean there was that whole series of small little rooms you went in and out of and you were uh Essentially, Griffin, you you were in a, a, was in a, a stairwell. A stairwell, yeah. <laughs> yes, but on the upside, all the, uh, the the big name talent had to pass by me to get down to their little areas of that's theater. right. So, and so, so I mean, the guy you know, who plays Malfoy, um, you know, we we exchanged good mornings a couple of times over the weekend. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I totally wanted to meet him so I could start singing Draco Malfoy. What's your problem? <laughs> I totally gave one of my Drake from Malfoy bookmarks that I made. So Aww. that was very cool. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the, uh, what are your plans for uh, conventions this year? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I think George and I together are doing eight, and I'm doing another four or five on top of that. Holy crap. Yikes. Oh my god. We ha- we're hoping, and right now I'm in a horrible crunch because um, uh, George, the, the goal was that we were going to have the second issue of Baby done by now and working on three and then get to four and have them all wrapped up so that when the con season starts in like April, May, that we could have just the trade out and that was going to be the goal. But I've had so many tech shortages and like Dropbox ate a bunch of my files once and then I had to my tablet stopped working so I had to like roll everything back which ate a bunch of files which I don't know why so I basically have redrawn the first seven or eight pages over and over again and George is infinitely patient but I feel like I'm screwing everything up and I can't do anything about it so I'm fighting (laughs) for baby right now and I'm trying to make sure I have new commissions but I have awesome con in DC is my first one in March I think no it's in April and then it's I don't even know. I have a whole bunch of them. There's Com- Kineticon, Comic Con with two ends. There's Granite Con, Pittsburgh Comic Con, um, Rhode Island Comic Con. There's Baltimore. You're not going to be in Boston this year? Oh, of course. Oh, I always forget the one because I don't have to travel for that, so I don't think too hard about it. <laughs> It's close by. Recap, I think we're doing. Um, there's a Hartford, Connecticut, Connecticut Comic Con that they're trying to start up, but I don't know if I'm going to that because they're charging $250 per table and it's the first year of the con, and that seems pretty ambitious since they don't seem to have every... Like, the webpage isn't put together in a way that I trust that there's going to be a lot going on yet. Um, and I'm trying to see about Heroes Con. I guess that there's going to be a lot of people there knowing who run that con. Yeah, no. Um, it seems like they they they're all familiar with the industry, and I think it's 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 Bob Shaw, right? Yeah, yeah, and he does a great job with most of the stuff that he tries to involve himself in. So I'm not 
flinching entirely, but like... <laughs> like Comic Art House, who sponsors Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Nice. <laughs> um, he's actually, he works really close, or I don't know how closely, but I know him and uh, my friend Ian over at Fat Cat Funnies, who Ian's one of the guys who got me involved in all this. Like, they're, they, they're close together. But I just, I, I have I have an internal flinch at putting down um, that much money on a first-year con just because I don't know what the numbers are. I mean, are they good friends, or are they, like, good friends? Um, they're, they're, they're good friends where, like, Ian was being considered for the website for a little bit, so. Like, like, good friends. <laughs> I don't think, oh, I don't... she's on a kick. <laughs> and, oh, and oh, by the way, there's a, there's another con in May in Massachusetts, the, uh, Pop Culture Expo, which is Memorial Day weekend in Wilmington, Mass, at the, uh, Shriner Auditorium. And that's being, uh, run by our good friend Gary Summer, and... Gary this Summers. One, this one looks really, 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 really. Asking Dome to get a name uh, right. Is I'm like... never going to get a fucking <laughs> name right. Nobody's name ever gets right. And they just announced their first celebrity for that one. And um, it's making his only U.S. appearance. It's, it's Griffin, right? It's Peter oh. Best. Ooh. Oh my God. No shit. I still don't get why people Pete care. Best? Pete Best. Why do people care? He's the reject beetle. Too young. He's the reject beetle. No, 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 honey. You don't get it. You're too young to get it. Like if it was okay. if it was Paul McCartney, I'd be excited, maybe. Or George Harrison Zombie, I'd be really excited. That's a wonderful fit. Somebody yeah. should come as George Harrison Zombie. <laughs> Griffin oh, assignment. No, no. anyway before this gets too out of hand you know if you're looking for really really something special in art it has that little extra zing go see griffin at one of the cons he's going to be at enjoy yourself talk to him say you heard about him here and he'll give you a smile <laughs> he might give you a hug. Depends he how might. bad your body odor is. Oh. Well, no, you know what? You can get up from time to time. Kriana, what's happening on the show in the next couple of weeks? Well, next week, Jay Moores and Christy McDowell talk about their new comic series of Planets Cry. Then J.M. Thakar comes on to discuss his monthly book, Barcode. Then on the 15th, we have the legendary Jamal Eichel back to talk about Molly Danger some more and the dangers of Kickstarter. On the 22nd, we have Dave and Steve of the Boston area Toy Collectors Club. And on March 1st, we have the lovely Stacy Longo introducing her new book, whatever that may be. Dead Redhead. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con, Granicon, Rhode Island Comic-Con, and ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Older Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dome. I want to thank legendary artist and really good friend Griffin S. for joining us tonight. Griffin, as always, it's a pleasure and can't wait to see you at Boston again this year. Thanks for having me on the show. It's been a blast and I'm glad I got to geek out with all of you and I look forward to the next time I get to see you. Very cool. I want to thank our cast for joining us tonight. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and the grammar 
girl zombrarian. Thank you very much, ladies. I'll catch you at Books and Booze. <laughs> she has nothing to say. <laughs> or she was muted. One or the other. Thank you, dead redhead. Um, I lost my train of thought. Books and booze. <laughs> <clears throat> this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. If you're in Malaysia, have a great afternoon. <laughs> 